Yo, BJ Gador with the Get Some Gains podcast, and today's episode is going to be a very personal and powerful one. I'm talking about my lifelong battle of food addiction and various eating disorders I've had over the years in pursuit of what I do today and overcoming being overweight and helping others do the same and trying to build a business and name and brand to take my family to the next level. So there's a lot of stuff I'm going to share with you today, and at the time of recording this, it is Super Bowl Sunday. I don't give a shit about the Super Bowl. I don't really give a shit about the NFL football anymore, if I'm being honest. Uh, but I will be watching Rihanna's halftime show, okay? Now, I mentioned the time of recording this because it is the eve of the 28-day post-holiday shred. If you're looking to drop 5 to 10 pounds of body fat or address your pant size in just 28 days, this is the plan for you. I'm not a big fan of short-term programs, but sometimes they have their purpose, uh, you know, I'm a businessman, and I know this is how a lot of people like to approach their health and fitness in 28 days or a month or a short-term situation. Maybe it gives you the jump start you're looking for. Uh, I'm going to help you do it as safely and effectively as possible, and I'm going to share all my wisdom in doing so. You know, this plan is incredible, and this plan last year was missing a couple things. It was missing an advanced diet. It was missing... Uh, the production value I was hoping to have, which I do have now for the follow-along and instructional workouts that come with it. It has both a body weight-only training option and then a minimal, minimal equipment training option with just body weight, single dumbbell, single med ball, and single band. And what I'm also adding in this year is the motivational piece because this is really what it's all about. You know, I had someone who signed up and made a comment right after the video, uh, the intro video with the post-holiday shred. And by the way, it's available now at thedailybj.com. 24 hours remain to get this at the lowest price. And there is a diet-only option at a discount, which I really made for my members of the dailybj.com or Gorilla Corn Gains members, uh, who are already getting the best fat loss muscle gain workouts in the business at a discount because they subscribe. Um, it's also though, if you have your own training style and just looking for my dietary approach, uh, in motivation, you get that as well. But I'm adding the motivational piece because this is all about between the ears. Losing fat is, is all mental and psychological. Now you have to have a good plan in place. And by the way, if you're hearing, uh, what sounds like life support, it's because it is, I'm wearing my Normatec, uh, compression leg wear because I've got another shoot today in the afternoon on the day of the Super Bowl. Um, I've been doing a lot of content lately, really pushing myself to the limit and trying to, uh, you know, take everything to the next level. You know, really help motivate my members and uh, market the hell out of our programs. Uh, I want to do more trips and take my wife to more beautiful places and do more fun stuff with her. So I'm just trying to push it, but I'm old. So Uncle Baby always has to be recovering. I can't just sit down anymore for an hour plus. If I'm doing it, I have to be, right now I'm on a heating pad an ab mat with the heating pad over it, and I'm wearing my Normatec Go, which is actually, I got these because I've got some travel coming up. TSA approved, I can actually wear it on the airlines, three hours of battery life. And uh, the calves, uh, some call them the second heart. And by, it, it's a really small portable device, uh, Bluetooth operated, uh, chargeable. And by, by compressing the calves, you can actually circulate blood throughout your whole body. You know, it's, it's what, when we walk, that's what happens. The calves, uh, like I said, you know, referred to as the second heart, and it really helps the circulatory system help manage inflammation, edema. So, um, and I, again, I'm just going to start wearing them uh, when I'm doing seated stuff because, you know, my body, uh, my body needs it, and I want to do my best for you guys, and I got to stay in the game. It's all about longevity and consistency. So uh, you definitely want to join the post-holiday shred. Uh, th this is going to give you 
all the tools. I even added in like my, the, my super shredder, what I do three to five days before a shoot or what I do when I go to the beach or, uh, you know, I'm doing something special and, you know, uh, it, it's, you know, you want to look your best poolside, you know, so I'll share even that and I'm going to improve it, uh, along the way of these 28 days with, you know, email autoresponder. I'm just going to try to really get the communication high. Cause again, uh, what I felt like it was missing last year, one of the key pieces was, uh, there wasn't the motivation piece and I didn't have the same coaching energy because I was frankly on some mental health medication that took all of that away from me. I had no, uh, no life in me. It was really tough. Um, but I'm glad I got through it. And now you're going to get the best of me in this process. And, and I want to just, I want to really talk to you honestly today. Okay. And I'm going to share some, some kind of powerful stuff that might make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, my language might get a little bit dicey at times, but that's what happens when I get in my element as a coach, you know, I'm not going to speak perfectly to you. I'm going to use some foul language. That's me. And you know, one thing that I'm trying to come to, um, <laughs> this is also coming close to Valentine's day now. And I reposted, uh, one of my all time, like most viral or like most engaged video, which was, uh, top 14 baby making sex exercises for Valentine's day where I'm wearing a diaper trying to get that depends, uh, contract or sponsorship. And, uh, I have wings and I'm Cupid and I'm showing all these like sexual movements, uh, to, uh, you know, a really good R and B song. Actually, the the original song that Men's Health put on it, it was more, you know, conservative. Uh, I put the song that I originally had in mind for this on my Instagram reels at BJ Godor. Check it out. Very explicit, okay? But, you know, you got to go all in. And, you know, one thing that I've heard so many times over the years, I know you've heard it, it's this be authentic. And you know what? Um, let me talk about that briefly because that, that'll come into all of this as well. You know, authenticity, what does that mean? You know, a lot of people have said over the years, and I've heard Jeremy Scott talk about this. I love your podcast, but you know why? Why do you have to drop the f bomb? Why do you got to? Why do you got to make those those weird jokes? Or why you got to do the weird singing? Or you know all this other stuff? And you know, to me, being authentic doesn't mean um, you know you can be multifaceted with it. Like to be authentic in terms of how I do things, I take a lot of pride in my work. I try to be a real professional. And give you the best of me. I, I'm a master of my craft. I live it. I walk the walk. But I'm also capable of dropping F-bombs, making sex jokes, um, and doing weird shit. So that's authentic to me. Now, uh, I can't just be goofy all the time. And I can't just talk shit all the time. Uh, you know, so, but a lot of people, they, they just like people to be one way. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not that way. I'm actually, I'm capable. I'm, I'm dimensional. <laughs> and I think that's a good thing. So, you know, uh, I, I, when I shared that video, I just saw the reaction to it. And it just, you know, it's one of those things like that single video got more engagement than, uh, any video I've posted in a couple months. You can com combine, uh, you know, almost two weeks of content to get the same number of views it got. Like, it just reminds me like, okay, I've, I've got to keep doing the daily singles and jabs of, you know, quality content that gets, gets people to, you know, instantly make an improvement or take action upon what I share. Right. That, that's the, the bedrock of what I do, and that's what the men's health audience that has come with me likes. They don't like the other stuff, but I, you know what? I can't control what you like, and you know, if, if the occasional sharing of a, a video like the Valentine's Day thing turns you off, leave. It's okay. If you're not going to spend money with me, don't stick around. I'm not interested. Like This is no fucking charity. I think a lot of people forget over the years, like this is a business. I'm a businessman, and 
the number one thing I have to do as a businessman is I got to get eyes on my content and I got to make sure it doesn't get stale and you can't just educate these days. You have to also entertain, but I, I want to make sure I find the right balance. And, um, I think I'm doing a good job of that. Um, some might disagree, but again, like, and this is, there's no blueprint for this and to be authentic to me, I've got to be willing to take some risks and uh, I have to be willing to turn people off sometimes and that's fine. And again, the people that are going to leave off of one simple video, they, they have more problems than I do. Okay. Um, if they're that sensitive or they're that like Puritan about things. And again, they're more likely, they're just never going to be a customer anyway. So it's, it's good that they leave, you know, that's fine. Find someone else that just wants to be a basic bitch and play things really vanilla and gray all the time. That's just not me, you know, but that doesn't take away from the fact that when you get a product from me, I put everything into it. I do the best I can at that time. And, uh, you know, that, that that's me. You're going to get all of me and what I do, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Cause you know, I, I know I have trainers and creators and other people listening. I have people listening on the fence about starting their own business and that type of thing. And one thing I'll say about that, I just got gifted, um, the, mo the most generous gift I've received in my life. Uh, someone gifted my wife and I, a weekend away at a Palm Springs resort. And it came right at the end of this. Uh, we were getting ready for this Rocky podcast. I was shooting March content. I'm finishing up this push-up project. Uh, there's just so many things intersecting right now. And um, again, I'm not complaining because you know what? It's rewarding work. But what I haven't been doing enough in the last couple of years uh, is bookending these types of things with like rewards and I knew this retreat was coming. We actually have another getaway plan for Valentine's Day that's been on the books for a while. And I have to get all that, all the stuff I have to get done before that. And, but I'm just thinking about that. And it's just, for me, in my creative cycle, uh, you know, it is a marathon. And again, daily jabs and singles. But as I mentioned before, too, the way I look at content, quarterly home runs, swinging for the fence or knockouts to really push things to the next level. And a lot of this involves sprints. There are sprints of, you know, creativity or spurts of, you know, work that has to happen with what we do. You know, you do two day shoots back to back all day. You got to get as much done as you can. Um, man, does it take a toll on the body? Uh, but you know, I, I, I do all this recovery. I'm going to share, I'm going to do a podcast too, by the way, like what I have to do to get through a shoot now at 40 and a half, the tender age of 40.5. Like I'm inverting, I'm compressing. I got my hyper ice, compression, vibrating, heating, compression pads on, you know, like whatever I have to do to kind of get ready between breaks or shoots or, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's funny, but, um, you know, this, it, it really, I, I approach it like a business. And if you haven't listened to LeBron James podcast, uh, that I, I mean, the last episode I did up until this point, um, listen to it. And if you want to learn more about what he puts into his body and everything that goes into it, you know, a couple million dollar a year investment to do what he does. Um, you know, you got to approach your body like a business and, you know, that's really what I've been doing lately, but I also have to reward myself and understand, my, you know, I'm not a machine uh, all the time. I, I, I'm a human being as well, and I got to enjoy this life and everything that can come with the, you know, the the, the fruits of one's labor, right? So, um, but man, I was so touched by the gift, and it was what I needed to kind of get uh, recharged for this next push, and um if he's listening, I, I, I appreciate you, man. And I thank you so much for that. It really touched us. Like we've never gotten a gift like that before. I must be doing something right in this life. So let me talk to you about my struggles with food addiction, eating disorders. And I say this because look, I'm not a registered dietitian and, uh, my, my trouble with eating, I don't think it's ever gotten, uh, 
as dangerous as maybe it has for some other people, but it's a, it, it was a, it's a real problem. Like it, I've been battling it my whole life. Like I said, I'm 40.5 now, and I feel like I finally have enough control over my eating. It no longer controls me, food or eating. Like, like I'm telling you, like most of my life, all I've been thinking about is food. When's the next meal? What am I going to eat? Like I'm, I'm eating, and I'm already thinking about what I'm going to eat next. It's been a real problem for me. Uh, it, it, it's robbed joy out of vacations I've taken. Um, when, when I've gone to dinner with friends and family, it's always like an elephant in the room. Like they're afraid to eat what they want to eat, or, you know, they always have to comment on what I'm eating or what I'm doing, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. And by the way, like if there are people in your life that aren't supporting your goals, fuck them. I don't care who they are. (laughs) Life is too short to be bound by traditional anchors, meaning like they may, they may share your blood. But if they're intent on destroying your happiness and holding you back on what you want to accomplish in your fucking life, fuck it. Get rid of those anchors in your life. And I share this with you right now because you, you can want to embark on this journey. And I'll go back to what that person originally said. She said, uh, I'm looking to get motivated. And I was like, oh, fuck. You know, because I need you to come in with some motivation. There's only so much I can do to motivate you to do this stuff because the reality is this is really difficult. I don't mean to equate food addiction with drug addiction, but I do know this. You got to eat multiple times a day and it's all around us. It's not illegal. It's not hard to find. In fact, it's quite convenient. It's in your face. Everyone's doing it. (laughs) Okay. It's the ultimate peer pressure and uh, it's really fucking hard. You've got to be willing to completely compartmentalize and be all in. You can't dip your toes in the water. You gotta jump into the cold pool, baby. And you gotta focus on your breathing. And you gotta take it one meal and one day at a time. And it's 28 days. And you know, that's what the, the benefit of something that's 28 days, we know like in 21 to 38 days or 30, 21 to 30 days, research shows you can you can build winning habits. So that's what's good about this. What's bad about this is the expectation that you can just go back to what you used to do or, you know, um, it's not going to be as challenging afterwards. Well, the challenge really begins at the end of the 28-day challenge because now it, the reality sets in that this is just the way it is. This is just the way it is, you know, and you've got to bring in some motivation to this. Now, I don't know what motivates you. That, that's what you. That's the work you have to do. But I'm going to share with you the journey so you understand like how hard this is and yes you can get great results in 20 28 days by following this plan you absolutely will but the psychology of this the mental component the emotional component the social component this is it has been at least for me a decades multiple decades okay and frankly lifelong because i've always battled my weight it's just, it's it's always been part of the conversation <laughs> For me and my family, you know, like everyone in my family, besides my brother and I, is overweight or obese. All of them, you know, so, and they don't understand what I do, and it's made it very difficult for me to incorporate them into my life these days because I, you know, like we're triggers for each other, you know, like I I realize a lot of what happened when I was young. I had, you know, uh, I had people in my family that, you know, quote unquote, showed love through food. And they would, they, they just fed me and fattened me up. And, um, uh, they didn't teach me anything about diet. And, and 
they left me really unequipped for what ended up happening, which was I hit a hit puberty. And a lot of things happen when you hit puberty as a, as a boy, you get really hungry and, and you grow. And, and if you don't have control of your appetite, like I gained a hundred pounds. And from my junior to senior in high school, I went from 165 to 275, 110 pounds. I got stretch marks from it. I got looser skin from it. You know, like it, it, it fundamentally changed who I was. And I was, I felt like I was a prisoner in my body. And a lot of things led up until that point, right? Because, you know, like early on, like it, it just, I come from a family where there's no active culture, physical culture. And again, they're all fat or obese and they just eat a lot. And uh, there's obviously a lot of history of alcoholism in my family. Like it's, it all kind of comes in to picture. And then we were living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. There's just like a certain time of the year. And those winter months were like, you don't, you don't really, can't really go outside. It's so fucking cold. And you just, you know, people just eat and drink for comfort. That's the lifestyle. And that's why the moment I could get the fuck out of there, I did. And it's no disrespect to the people that have stayed there, but that's not the life I want. I want to be surrounded with palm trees and sun. And I don't want to be stuck in the house. And I want to be around people that want to do things. And not just sit on their asses all the time and complain about their life and how everyone else is taking things from them or whatever else, you know? Um, you know, so going back to the motivational piece, wh- what's going on? Like, why are you doing this? Do you not like the way you look? Do you want to be around for your kids? Do you, like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, there's, there's so many reasons why you would want to start a plan like this. And whatever it is, uh, you want to find the strongest reason and you want to hold on to it for 28 days because this is a challenge and this is tough. And there's going to be days you're going to want to quit. There's going to be really uh, hungry periods of time. Like there might be an afternoon on Wednesday where you're like, God, I fucking hate this. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. But like I said, anything in life and especially when it comes to diet, like I've had some of my worst days the day before I had a body breakthrough. Because I was just, you know, again, it's all temporary. The way you feel in that moment, it's temporary. It's going to go away. Your body will adapt and there's just going to be ebbs and flows to energy, enthusiasm, and mood. That's baked in. And, and, and by, by the way, a, part, a lot of this too is we got to stop being, you know, what's the, what's the proper 2023 word? We got to stop being so fucking soft. That might be the biggest challenge you have right now is you've made your life very comfortable. And why not? I love comforts. I love amenities. I love luxuries. But a lot of times it'll cause you to lose perspective about how easy your fucking life is and how blessed we are to live in the most modern and technologically advanced time in the history of the world where everything is at our fingertips and everything can be brought to our door without us leaving the house. I mean, like the comforts, uh, they've done what they've done. Uh, Social media and technology has made us soft and unfocused. Myself included. I I just went through this period of time where like I felt like I first made, we finally made it. You know, we moved to California. I was living in Malibu. We were making good money. I just left Men's Health. I had a little momentum reduce still from leaving there. And I was like, wow, this... You know, I kind of just, I I forgot what it took for me to get there. I lost my winning habits and I lost touch with my incredible work ethic that originally got me to where I am today. 
No longer. That's back and that's better than ever because of what we all collectively went through during the pandemic. And um, I refocused and I hardened myself uh, over the last couple of years to the point where now I know nothing can stop me except the great one above. Inshallah, that's what I have my left shoulder, God willing. And what that means is all I can do is my best. I can't control much of anything in this fucking world, but I will do my absolute best. I will give my best effort. All right. I will not make excuses. I will put in good energy and attitude out to this world, a, a positive attitude, but I'll also be myself. There's, there'll be some sarcasm. All right. There'll be some humor, but I'm going to do the best I can. Let the, let the cards fall where they may and be happy about that. That's all we can do. And that's my mindset today. And that's also a mindset I share with you because you've got to approach this with that same thing. I don't know what's going to happen in the next 28 days in your life. But I will tell you, there is no perfect time to do this. I had a conversation with someone recently, a couple days ago about this. Oh, I was, you know, I was thinking about doing this, but you know, I got, I got this, I'm, I'm got some work coming up. And it's like, great, you got some work and travel coming up. Honestly, that's some of the best focus time I've ever had in my life. It's like, I'm usually dialed in on the road. Because again, all my habits... They travel like a championship defense, meaning you can play defense at home or away. Now, you tend to shoot better at home, all right? You get in, the rims are friendlier, the crowd energy, all that stuff, but what, what is defense? Defense is fundamentals, attitude, and effort. That you can, that you can take with you anywhere. So again, these are, these are again like the conversations I have with people, okay, yeah, this is not going to happen for them because the first thing they go to is an excuse or, you know, this, that, this, that. No, 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 You don't want to fucking do it. So that's the conversation you have to have with yourself. I hear people all the time talk about, I want to do this or I wish that. No, you don't. Because the moment we start talking about it, you talk about excuses or you bring up the anchors in your life that'll hold you back or you talk about the negativity you're swimming in on a day-to-day basis that no program, this program, anyone else's program can't help you with. Do you want to have an honest conversation today? Because that, that's what this is all about. You have to have the honest conversation with yourself in terms of why you are not where you want to be in terms of the way you approach your diet, your fitness, maybe your business or your profession, your family or relationships or whatever else you have going on in your life. I know I have to have those conversations with myself on the regular Always got to check in with yourself and find perspective. For many of, you, many of you, this challenge may be the hardest thing you ever do in your life. And I will give you my early attempts at doing this. It was really fucking hard. I'll put it up there with some of the hardest things I've ever accomplished. But because I got on the other side of it, and because I've been willing to keep grinding at it for the last couple decades, now I'm a fucking master of my body. I know what I know how to make the, without even writing it down or tracking it. I can make the most minute adjustments and be exactly where I want to be. Still have flexibility, still enjoy life, still be social. People don't even know. Uh, like most people are actually blown away with what I what because when I eat with people now, typically I tend to be flexible, and they might assume, oh, this guy eats whatever he wants. No, no, it's sorry, man. You don't you don't get it. Like I eat this way because of the way I'm eating when you don't see me, and what I'm doing. And how active I am when you don't see me and all the work that I do. And that's why like, I, I'd approach this with the excitement of, yeah, let's, you will absolutely drop 5 or 10 pounds of body fat or a size in 28 days if you follow the plan exactly as outlined, especially if you take on the advanced diet. But don't take on the advanced diet if you have true psychological eating 
and emotional eating issues, which I'm about to talk about. This is how you know which diet to do, okay? Because one out of 10 people will get through the advanced diet. It's like a startup. One out of 10 succeed. That's just the reality. Those are the stats. That's not negativity. Those are the stats. Now, initially, that might deflate you. When I first heard that stat, I was like, I know I'm the one. And by the way, I haven't been the one, even though I thought I've been the one many times. But I keep bringing in that attitude because I fail forward. Because I'm only going to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I was telling one of my VIP clients uh, before one of her tests, she was about to test pull-ups and dips, and, you know, she always gets anxious about it. And I said, just remember, this is, this is just, this test is just preparation for the next test. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just learning and experience and wisdom. So don't put too much into it. Do your best. But life goes on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to play the next day. We got to go right back to it the next day. So mindset is everything with this. How do I get to a position where, um, like when I talk about food addiction, just to understand like the degrees to which it affected me in my life. I went on spring break as a fifth grader. Uh, you know, I would, I would regularly spring break with my snowbird grandparents in Fort Myers, Florida for both winter and spring break. And this one spring break in particular, I went, again, like I'm fifth grade. This means I am 10 or 11 years old, actually 11, I think. And in 10 days, I gained 14 pounds. That doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, it might sound like a lot, but it's a lot, especially on an 11-year-old's body. I gained so much weight that I got home, I couldn't fit any of my school clothes. And I remember my dad, who comes from nothing and had had never, by the way, he never struggled with his weight until he came to America. That says a lot. (laughs) My dad was like a buck 65, like six feet, a buck 65 in the Tunisian Naval Service. Now he is... uh, I think the same height, maybe he shrunk a little bit, but 250, 260, he has, he has diabetes. <laughs> this country has a dramatic impact on people's health, man. It's pretty crazy. It's not just age that's gotten him to that point. It, it's the stress of having to, the stress of what it's required to like make it in this country for most of us. It's incredible if you don't proactively manage it and get ahead of it or take your health seriously, it's going to catch you. It is absolutely going to catch you. It caught him. Like he didn't, doesn't even really eat that much, but what stress has done to his body and lack of sleep um, and, and no stable exercise program to help offset the loss of muscle mass over many years that has put him in a position now where he is there. Um, so, you know, these are the things that, these are the conversations you have to have with yourself too. You know, uh, a plan like this, committing to a plan like this once a year is, is a really good way to prevent the average one to two pounds that people gain every year after they're 30. And then all of a sudden they wake up and they're 50 and they're 25 to 50 pounds overweight, pre or actual diabetic, metabolic syndrome, joints ready to be replaced. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you can't control everything, but you can control your effort and your attitude about this. And you want to get ahead of this, especially when you, when you are younger. Because this is harder to do when you're older. It just is. It doesn't, I don't say it to be demotivating, but at the same time, like, you can't expect to, like, wait till you're 50 and 60 to make some of these changes because, man, you're just, you're just putting yourself in a situation where now you're, now you're, you're roller skating uphill on ice. Okay? It's already uphill battle. Don't make it harder on yourself. But my dad was screaming at me. He was grabbing my fat. He was saying, what have you done? 
I had to buy a whole new uniform because I went to this, I, I went on financial aid to this college preparatory school and you had to wear blazers and khakis and tie. Uh, it was a suit and tie situation. And this was expensive. And my dad, you know, he, he was still trying to make a way for himself to have to buy a whole new wardrobe. And it was because my grandma just fed me nonstop for 10 straight days. I didn't really leave the house. I just uh, watched blockbuster movies and tapes and ate mozzarella sticks and pizza and burgers and fries and sodas. And um, that was a traumatic experience for me. It, it was so traumatic. Uh, I still don't like, uh, I'm very uncomfortable when people touch me in, in my stomach. To this day, no matter how shredded I am, I do not want, I do not like you to touch my stomach, period. I'm like that. I'm like a dog that's been abused. Um, they don't like, they don't like you touching their ears. They've been in a dog fight. Like they get, they get worried about you touching their ears. Or if you've seen something about Mary, I'm Warren, uh, with the earmuffs, like don't touch me there because, uh, that was like, you, you, I got off the plane. And when I saw the, my, the look on my parents' faces, like they were, they were in tears when they saw like, I, like how much weight I gained in my face and my midsection, um, traumatic man. Like, and you know, a lot of that too, you know, if I talk about just, you know, binge eating and food addiction, you know, you're waking up sometimes in the middle of the night and you're, you're slamming back a couple of glasses of juice or milk, eating a sandwich before bed or sneaking and getting leftovers. Like I know, I know all of it. All right. I know the sneaking and the shame. It's all too familiar to me, you know, and I, I, my parents would try to start hiding food for me and I would try to find it, you know, and I was also dealing with, um, the, the alcoholism in my, in my family. And, you know, I'd go and drink some orange juice and, oh, there's, there's rum or there's vodka in here. <laughs> like, you know, cause it was a way that it was being hidden from the fact that it was being, uh, you know, from the beginning of the day to the end, just all day drinking. So, um, that's the type of environment I grew up in. And, um, and I would see it also, you know, my mom and my, my, my grandma, like, uh, my grandma would, was addicted to laxatives so she could overeat and then try to poop it all out. Um, I mean, this, I know this is uncomfortable stuff to talk about, but again, this is where I came from and it just always been a part of my life and it's always been hard. And even kind of going into my adult life, you know, like I, I made some big changes, you know, and I mentioned this too, because initially, especially when you're on the changes don't have to be that they can be, they can be small or simple and, and it can have such an impact. And many of you have kids, so I'm, I, many of you have kids that might be struggling with their weight because they're, they're addicted to video games and social media, or maybe they've been stuck in the house for the last couple of years because of the pandemic and they haven't been able to get back into society like many of us have struggled with because, you know, we've got, we got shocked out of our old routines, but now this is the new normal and what do we do? You got you to gotta snap out of it. And that's what I hope this can be for some of you too. This might snap you the fuck out of the last couple of years. And that's great. And by the way, I want it to be fucking hard for you. I want you to struggle. I want you to have to be pushed to the fucking limit because I want you to become a resilient individual. I want you to be able to handle anything this life will throw your way because you know what? Those wet markets aren't going anywhere. I'm fired up today because we're the eve of what for some people will be 28 days for the rest of their fucking life. They're going to finally accomplish what they've been always trying to accomplish in this space. And once they get that done, you know what I'm saying? It's like once that, I, I'm a big sports guy, obviously, but whether it's, you know, a fighter, or let's say a basketball player, like they've been chasing that one, that one ring, they finally get that one ring, all that pressure goes off their back. Now it's just going to be fun. And now they can go, go after another. 
And now they have the experience and wisdom to know how to do it and the confidence and the self-esteem and the energy that comes with accomplishment. That's what it's all about. You know, so the, the changes I made from my junior to senior year to drop all that weight. And uh, it was pretty simple. I cut out bread and I cut out liquid calories. I stopped drinking milk, juice, and sodas. And I cut out bread. And I dropped 50 pounds, got down to 225, had an amazing senior season and football combined with my, uh, you know, just to be honest about it, I was summa cum laude, academics. But that wasn't good enough to get me into Amherst College, number one liberal arts school in the country. Number one. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I got into that fucking school, <laughs> like, this is like the old, this is old money. Like, this is the type of school the pilgrims set up to kind of pass down to their legacy and their kids. And you know, this is like the type of network, by the way, which I never used. Like, you're supposed to go to that type of school and like be networked. And I'm not interested in that. I'm interested. I was, I've always been interested in doing it my own way, even if it's going to make it slower um, and, and harder. And maybe I never even get to where I'm trying to go, but at least I did it on my own. I don't have to worry about being indebted to somebody else or asking for favors or whatever else like that. But that's the type of school that place was. And my fat ass got there. You know, like one generation removed from the desert in North Africa. I got to that school. I met my wife there. My business partner, my best friend, the person I built, what has been, it's a dream life for me. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm out there at this resort that someone gifted me. And I'm sending out newsletters promoting this and just making money online. And then I can go right back and hanging out with my wife like, this lifestyle is amazing. It's not easy. It's triple. It's at least three to five times more work than your normal day to day to day job. But the freedom and flexibility and the unlimited possibilities that are open to me—it's just really how hard do I want to work? You know, how hard do I want to work to achieve what I want to achieve? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's that's not the same when you're when you're working for someone else. And again, it's like, what is is this? I thought this was a food addiction podcast. Okay, I'm getting there, but it, it all relates. It, it all relates to this mentality that I'm talking about because when I was able to finally overcome some of this food stuff that was really holding me back because I'm in fitness. If I'm, if I'm fat, people don't look at my stuff. I don't make the fucking rules. I just play the game and I'm a student of the game and I know that every percent body fat I lose, I make that many more percent coins for my business and my family. And I also know that it motivates you guys and gals more to see me in peak condition doing things that most people over 40 can't do. It motivates me when I see myself do it. There's some days out here I'm like, I can't believe I can still do this. And I actually, I couldn't even do this when I was young. And I'm doing it now because I'm such a fucking machine. I never stop. But I, I've accomplished a lot over time. Small wins. It's really built up this level of confidence today. And the 28-day post-holiday shred can be that for you as well. Drop that weight. Found myself back up to 275 my junior year in college. Different type of weight, all right? I was much bigger and stronger, more of a man at that time, though honestly, I've, I really became a man like a, in the last year. My balls finally dropped. Um, but, you know, more, more adult than kid. Um, and I was eating six to eight times a day, a couple sandwiches before bed. Like, it was insane what I had to do to, to, be, that, to be that size, um, and I probably should have just stayed about 225, 235 and just been leaner and faster, but I could still move well at that size. But my knees were, were just gone. They were done. And, um, on the fourth and final knee surgery, uh, 
I was like, wow, like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Like these don't bend. I can't do a body weight lunge. Uh, the doctor said these are the knees of an 80 year old in terms of cartilage damage. You know, like he was talking about arthritis and all this stuff. Like <laughs> I'm like 22 and I'm like, I can't believe this is my reality. But now you see what I do out there on the social media, in the membership site. You see me doing lunge jumps and crazy shit without pain. That's because I do what I do. What I share with you is what I do, by the way. What I share with you is what I do. If you're looking for the solution, just do what I share. Okay? It's what I do. But I could finally get shredded. And, and I, I, like, I started doing a lot of research. And uh, I did. And people started asking me, what were you doing? Can you design me a plan? Can you design me a diet? And that's when I started selling programs in college. And I haven't looked back since. I sold my first $100 personal training program with uh, my business, GGR Fitness. Gador gets results. What an awesome business name. That was the name of my business. And that's what I was all about. Like, and if you weren't going to get results, <laughs> Uncle Baby doesn't work with you. Because that's all I was interested in. You know, now I get it's more than about results. And I, I realize everyone work, operates on their own schedule. I'm going to have to be just a confidant to someone for a couple of years before they finally take the step to make a change. And if they want to pay me to do that, fine. But at some point, they have to decide they want to do this. I know I can't, I can't force someone to do anything they don't want to do. I know that now. It frustrates me occasionally because it's like, you know, I feel like, I feel like, should I be, I don't know, like, should I just tell them like it's not going to happen or I, I don't know, but more wisdom as a coach is people operate on their own timeframes. But occasionally, a strategic push can make the difference between someone living an ordinary life and living an extraordinary one. And uh, I've occasionally tried to make that push and I make that push sometimes at the risk of losing a client. But it is what it is. My heart's in the right place. I'm not a perfect person. Um, but at some point too, you know, uh, don't tell me you got this going on. You, you, it's always, it seems like you've always got something going on. Isn't that life? Is it, is that not life? So you gotta, you gotta get rid of all that bullshit. All right. And I got shredded. And I'm like, you know, let me, let me see if I can do this bodybuilding show. Mr. Wisconsin. I, w I competed at the State Fair of, of Wisconsin. People are eating fucking fried Twinkies and, and <laughs> deep fried Oreos. There's goats. There's animals. It smells terrible. There smells like poop. And I'm on stage in a Speedo, flexing my ass off. I was in the best shape I ever was. Uh, pretty shredded. Uh, my lower body was not up to par because of the knee issues. I still, like, I could barely do. All I could do really was, was uh, I, could, I could cycle or bike, stationary bike. But my legs were, my knees were so bad. But I, I got shredded. I won the heavyweight and I lost the, I, got, I think I got third place in the overall. I forget. But I won the heavyweight. Um, but... What happened the next five days told me, wow, I've got a long way to go, man. Because I gained 35 pounds in five days. After 16 weeks of eating nothing but green vegetables and lean protein. And on some days, especially leading up, I was only having greens powder and amino acids uh, to get ready to go on stage. And once, <laughs> you know, once I got that first drop of, like, I don't even drink regular soda. But I'm like... I'm going to have a Coke because I can. I deserve it. And I had some Cokes, had some burritos, went to Cheesecake Factory, had the chicken Louisiana pasta, the factory nachos, a couple pieces of cheesecake, went home, 
had a full frozen custard cake. And then the next four days, I just ate whatever the fuck I wanted. And I woke up on the fifth or sixth day of that, and I was 35 pounds heavier. I couldn't even see an ab, not even the upper ones. I was so bloated and depressed, and I could not believe I went from, within a five-day period, the best shape of my life to worse than I was when I started. That is a level of defeat and disappointment that I had never experienced before in my life. And it was looking at me right in the fucking mirror. And what I saw was someone who had no control over the way they ate or what they put in their fucking mouth. Someone that always looked to food for joy or comfort and was unable to control the amount or volume or frequency with which shit was coming through my mouth. No, this is no one's problem except mine, by the way. I, I, I mentioned like, oh, they're feeding me, they're feeding me. No, like at some point you got to step up. I was a kid, okay, but not as an adult. No, this is on you. At some point you have to take a fucking stand, all right? Because it's you. You're the problem. Because you can leave. You don't have to stay in that environment. You don't have to buy all that shitty food. You can tell people around you, no, I'm working on something special right now. And if they have a problem with that, why would you want those people in your life? Nine out of 10 people out there, in my experience, it's misery loves company. You know, they like to see people, they love to see the rise and, and celebs and people and like that, but they, they like to see the rise, but they love to see the fall. Oh, they love it. They love to hate watch. They just, and they're just, they're waiting for someone to fuck up and then take joy in, in their, their misery. I hate to say it, and that sounds cynical, but no, this has just been my reality, um, which is why when I find that one out of 10 that is the opposite of that, who is a you know, naturally positive, joyful, creative, loving person, those are the people you have to hold close. And you know what? They're, they'll be the first person to say, good luck, let me know I can help. Or they'll, they'll ask or they'll want to learn and support. They won't be like, live a little. Yeah, you live a little. You live a little when you're fucking on diabetes medication, okay? And again, you can't control a lot of that, it's genetic. But what I'm saying is, all these people that are gonna live a little, now are gonna have little to no quality of life later on. Like I said, modern times, like we're capable of living much longer than we ever thought possible. So if you want your, the back half of your life to be defined by health issues and lack of mobility and lack of, physical confidence and energy, that's your choice. Because if you're listening to this, I'm giving you a way out. It's, 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 the, uh, it's the fucking Rocky IV song. There's no easy way out. There is no easy way out with this. I don't need, I don't, I, I, like my whole thing is, I don't want to make it harder than it has to be, which by the way, I, I baked in the right amount of flexibility. There's more flexibility, obviously, in the beginner versus the advanced diet. But, I, I know exactly what you're going through day to day in this. I've ran this plan for decades, all right? And it always works when followed. But part of what, what, I, what I've done over the years is I've found the exact moments when we got to get the calories up or we got to give you a little bit of a diet break or, you know, th there's an incentive in, put in place to keep you in the game. Um, and again, I'll keep improving this plan and we'll make it better every fucking year. But, you know, you, you really have to be of a mindset that you want to take control over this because it's, you're the problem. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? Like I was the problem. 
I, I can't blame people around me for all the food I put in my mouth. Now, the, the eating disorders that I was dealing with, which were starvation, I, I never threw up or anything like that. So, you know, that, that to me is a next level. Definitely want to call someone when you're dealing with that. That's some dangerous shit. You can wipe out your esophagus. You can completely wipe out your dental health. Um, you can tell when someone's doing that. It, it, you, they look like they're not getting enough nutrition. And uh, the body just does, it looks like it's dying. It's really sad. But I was doing things that could have taken me to that place. Luckily, um, I'm, I've had a, a fear of vomiting. I've, I vomited once in my life when I was six. I went to Burger King and got food poisoning. And I threw up for 48 hours straight. And I haven't thrown up since. And I'm afraid to because I, I, I can't even tell you what I went through this 48 hours. It, just, it was just shooting out of my mouth. Um, projectile vomiting. And it was just the worst thing ever. So I almost thank God for it because I've been in some bad places with, with this. And hating myself and how I looked, and uh, I could have easily gotten into, gotten into that. And, and again, the damage that comes with that is irreversible in some cases. So, um, but the binge eating—I mean, like we're talking ten to twenty thousand calorie days. I mean, these are these are for some in some countries. That's ten to twenty thousand calories is, is two to four weeks of calories, and I was doing that in a day. That's not balanced eating, you know. Completely uh, eliminating food groups. You know, all together, um, with for like for too long, right? There, uh, we'll, we'll carb cycle, we'll calorie cycle, we'll, we'll have higher fat days, more protein on some days, but like to completely get rid of, you know, a certain food, one of the three macronutrients. You know, that's that's not very sustainable and that's not very smart because actually it works against you after a certain period of time. So, you know, I, I will say one of the biggest things that helped me in this was. The first time I tried to do Ramadan, which is a sunup to sundown water and food fast. Nothing can pass in and out of your mouth. All you can do is you can brush your teeth and you can swig water and shoot it out. But if anything comes through your throat, excuse me, if you swallow anything, you break the fast. That was the biggest test of my life because I, I mean, at the time I had never gone more than like a couple hours without eating. Many of you know this. This is why some of you might look at this and be like, oh, there's no way I can do this because you've never gone more than a couple hours without giving yourself some food or drinking something. Now, we're not doing uh, a water fast, okay? Uh, but I will tell you that fasting has been the single most important thing I've ever done for me taking control over food because it showed me, oh shit, I can, I can be high energy. I can get a lot done. And I don't have to worry, and I don't have to eat. And I can wait till the end of the day to have a meal, or I can push that first meal back a bit, get as much work done as possible before noon, and get almost a full day's of work done in someone else's day, midday, that takes them all day, because of truly the focus and energy you can find through fasting. Fasting doesn't have to be part of this plan, but uh, it, it is a recommended option for the advanced diet, and it, it is one of the options for the big, beginner diet. And what fasting does is it truly tells you the difference between wanting to eat, which by the way, for me, it's sure, all the time, I'm down. I'm down to eat. Needing to eat, different. Wow. Wanting to eat versus needing to eat. For many of you, that is the difference between the way you look now and the way you want to look or who you are now and who you want to be, all right? Fasting can teach you that difference. It can, it can teach you to just settle in and you know what? Embrace the hunger and 
be comfortable with it. Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's the key to making gains in all things in life, but not too much too soon. So that's why I'm not asking you to go on an all-day fast or get rid of, like, for many of you, you couldn't even make it a, a tour one or two days in Ramadan. I, I did Ramadan fully for two college football seasons. I'm out there playing a game against pretty good level competition, no water, no food, all right? I got to that level. But early on when I, when I took on this challenge, like, I'll be honest, I broke it. I, I, would, I had to sneak some, some juice. Like, it was really fucking hard. And again, this is me and my teens. Um, and, and I haven't done it in a long time, like the true full Ramadan fast. I know I'm capable of it, but um, I, I've incorporated fasting for the last several decades, really. And uh, it's so funny. I was originally going to title this podcast, I Treated Myself to Breakfast Today, today because I did. Uh, we were at this resort and you're like, I haven't had breakfast in a long time. Like to me, to me, breakfast is, is your first meal. Whenever you have that, typically, uh, I'll have something midday lately. Honestly, I've been just, I've been waiting until the end of the day to eat and just be doing more liquid like amino acids, um, coffee in the morning. And that's it. Just that's, that's been the jam I've been on lately. And it's been really working for me because I'm getting more work done than I've ever gotten done. I'm looking the way I want to look. I'm feeling good. And honestly, I just, I like, I'm working for that meal all day. That's me though. You're not me. You are so far away from being me in this department. I'm just telling you, you have not put, not put in the reps. You have not put in the trials and the tribulations with this. So that's why when you ask, what do you do? It doesn't fucking matter because you are so far away from that. But this is what I do in these situations. Okay. And I want you to know that it's difficult and I have built in support and accountability. I have to be on camera showing movements, looking the best I can look. Many of you don't have that, so you're going to have to find some other external motivators for you, but if you don't have some sort of internal motivation or intrinsic motivation in this, it's just not going to work. I'm not there with you. Even if I was, you could still sneak into the bathroom and sneak some, some crackers and some snacks, right? I mean, like, there's, at the end of the day, this is about you. You, did, like, you get results in this plan, it's you, it's not me. Because a blueprint for this is easy. It's not difficult to put together. Yeah, I think it's the best way to do it because it's my way. But there's lots of other ways you can lose weight and get in shape and all this other stuff. It's all out there, all right? But it's you. Now, if you fail, it's not my fault. That's the other end of the coin here. It's all you. So your success and or failure with this plan or anything in life, it's all you. I like that. I like, that's why I chose to run my own fucking business. I don't want to depend on other people. Because people don't go at my tempo. People don't want to do the extra work or put in the extra effort. They don't. They just want to clock in and clock out. That's not how I work. And when I, when I do, I've been depressed and demoralized, and I, I don't even know why I'm waking up. I've got no pulse. But the, my natural state, I'm always trying to push the envelope. I want to get better every fucking time. And I know that most people don't want to do that, so I got to be, this is a solo journey in a lot of cases. But I'm fine with that because effort equals results. Effort equals results. And you know what? This all kind of peaked for me at men's health because I had never dealt with the stress of like, because people started like, you know, I had never had so many people talk about my body or the way it looked or all of my flaws and my weaknesses before. And I developed body dysmorphia where I was literally like, 
I know objectively, like I'm super lean and, and I look good right now. That's the only reason they would put me on the cover of Men's Health. But I hated the way I look and I, I looked and I had no confidence in myself. And I just couldn't believe it. And it was such a weird feeling. And I was unable to deal with the stress of the diet, the training, the workload, and the, the eyeballs on me. And I, kinda, I just kind of cracked. And, uh, you know, that, that was the, but you know what, like, like if I was in the men's health position today, man, would I crush it? Oh my God. Cause I, I'm just being honest. I look better. I move better. I'm so much better at what I do. Um, my, my skin is thicker. I'm more mature. Um, I still want to kill someone when they, when they talk shit, but that goes away in a couple seconds and I just move on with my day versus like engaging them in, in a physical battle. Ancient times, they'd be six feet deep. Okay. I'm just being honest. Like, that's who I am, except I am also a law-abiding citizen. We have laws, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow laws and rules. If they didn't exist, life would be a lot easier for me. But anyway, it's like, oh, my God, my coach is a murderer. <laughs> no, I said I would be, okay? No, I'm just joking with you guys. But seriously, I'm glad we have laws. Now, because, um, you know, like in this life, there are either creators or haters. There are doers or booers. And, you know, you know which one you want to be, Okay? But I'm 40 and a half now, and like I'm, I finally look at, I wake up, I look in there, I'm like, man, like you've done it, man. You, you, know, you look good. This is 40 for me. He's 40. I'm proud of what I've accomplished in my life and my business, what I've done with my body, and how I've inspired millions of people all around the world to try to improve themselves physically and mentally. And uh, I really like the way I look. I like the way clothes fit me. I'm, I, I, I no longer think twice about taking my shirt off at a pool because I'm like, I mean, I, I just have confidence in myself now that I finally, it just took really long to get, even though I should have had the confidence sooner. Um, you know, you, these emotional scars, they, they come with you. They, they come with you and they might never fully go away. But now, now I just, a lot of it too is just mental. I have to tell myself, okay, whatever you might be feeling now, just understand like th this is, you're in great shape. You're doing all the right things. And uh, you're still enjoying life. And it's not taking away. Like my fitness is no longer taking away from my quality of life. It really has truly enhanced it and opened up opportunities that have never been there before. It could never be there now. Um, and that's what I hope it can do for you too. And it's not going to happen in 28 days. But, you know, this could be the start of you finally getting control over your diet. Because that, I mean, look... I don't, I, I've said before, like, I think exercise is the most important thing because, um, it just gives you, it gives you energy. It helps give you good mood. It helps prevent bad eating choices. Uh, it gives you more flexibility with your diet and, um, you know, being active, like it, it, there, there are plenty of people out there overweight, maybe not too overweight, but overweight enough, but like they can still be healthy because they're active people. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be on, on a cover of a magazine or maybe not looking the best poolside, but they're healthy. And sometimes those people are actually healthier than people you see on the cover of magazines because the drugs and the starvation and all the, the surgeries and all that bullshit that goes into that now for a lot of people uh, in the world we live in, wherever it's all, it's just so fake. By the way, I've always kept it real. You know, like there's no work done in this body and, and it, it probably shows, uh, you know, like unless I'm super lean, my, my low abs, they're going to hang a little bit. Uh, maybe it's because of how, how far I was overweight or maybe it's because of my skin being a little bit looser now at 40. But part of why I'm taking on this challenge is I haven't done it. Like I haven't given myself, 
I've been flexible every weekend for like five straight years. Like, so this is going to be tough for me because it's been a long time since I haven't given myself a true cheat meal. Uh, but you know what? That's good. Let me harden myself up again, sharpen that sword. I know I can do it. It's been a while, but I know I can do it. And you know what? That might be what, my, what I need to push my body to the next level to do what my business needs me to do because it's up to me. See what I'm saying? If I'm not where I want to be as a business, I finally realized last year, oh, it's, it's up to me. It's my fault. I'm not in good enough shape. I'm not working fucking hard enough. I'm not creative enough. I'm not taking enough risks. I'm not focusing enough on the foundational or basics of marketing or training. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my fault because it's up to me. And you might be discouraged by that, but to me, I, I find great strength and power in that. It's up to you. You got to figure out at least one why of why you want to take on this challenge. And you got to commit to it fully. And you have to enter the Terminator mindset. Someone asked me the other day, why, why do you wear a hoodie? Because I get tunnel vision and I get focus. When I'm going forward, I don't give a fuck what's on the left or right of me. Now, when I'm driving, I do, okay? I'm, I'm a safe driver. But when I'm, when I'm pursuing, when I'm at point A and I'm going to point B, tunnel vision, hoodie up, that's my focus. I don't care who you are in this life. I, I, have a, a, you know, I, have a, I have a small inner circle of people that I love and trust that will always be with me. Um, but not even they can get in the way of me pursuing something. Now, some of you aren't there yet. And if you're not there yet, well, then maybe you wait till you get there to start this plan. I don't know. But <laughs> the reality of it is, too, like, I've got into this state because of all the small wins and all the smaller things I've accomplished over the years. And if you don't have that under your belt, you don't have, you know, that's the battle-tested experience you need to kind of get through something like this. At some point, you got to start with none of it. But I will help you get through this. But I need you to bring in an attitude where nothing's going to get in your way. Okay, like you can't be a, a, a conversation away from, from quitting the plan. And by, by the way, that's, that's like the number one rule in this. You just can't quit. You got to be honest and you can't quit. It's so funny. People come to me over the years like, oh, I do your workouts. I, you know, I do this and I, that. It's like, come on. I, I, know you're, I know you're not doing the workouts. I, I can see. Look, like I understand. Like I do these workouts. I know what you have to uh, look like to do some of the workouts people tell me that they do. So if you're doing them, I got you have like, you're not doing them correctly or something's going on. Um, or they'll say, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm eating really well. And it's no, it's come on, be honest with yourself. And, and that's where, that's where food logging can be helpful. Anything that isn't in the plan and you make a mistake, you just got to write it down. So that at the end, of, the end of this time period, right? At the end of each day, end of each week, at the end of the 28 days, you can look at a sheet of all the things that you maybe sh that you shouldn't have had that wasn't in the plan and then see, okay, had I just cut out like 25% of this, I could have dropped another pound or two. Or maybe I could have gotten rid of all of this and completely transformed my body. But you can do another 28 days. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like this first 28 days might be for some of you that, to set up for the next 28 days. But you just can't quit. You can't quit. You cannot quit. That's the rule. You can make mistakes, but you can't quit. But you have to write the mistakes down and be accountable. And you gotta be honest with yourself. Don't, don't lie to yourself and don't lie to other people about this. 
Be honest with yourself and be willing to get uncomfortable, to go in the deep waters and get on the other side of this. That's what it's all about. I encourage you to go to thedailybidget.com right now and sign up for the 28-day post-holiday shred, not just because the price is about to go up, but because I'm hitting, I'm hitting some of you right now at a critical time where you're ready to take on this challenge and I can help you get to the other side. Get rid of the anchors, get rid of the excuses, get rid of the fucking negativity, and let's make a change to fucking date.